Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 497. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, something I've realized that really has changed my perspective on life uh, and myself. And first, some context here. I saw a quote the other day on Twitter, and it was from a guy named Adam Lane Smith. He refers to himself as an attachment expert and I don't really know anything about him, frankly, so I'm not advocating for or against him. But he had a quote that really got me thinking. It was a good catalyst for thought. It said the following, Male depression is nearly always a result of learned helplessness, but health providers treat it like female depression and try to make men feel loved instead of powerful. That was it, loved instead of powerful. And I saw that at first and I was like, well, that certainly isn't true in the binary sense, like what men need versus what women need. And it's it's that vastly different. The line is much more blurred than that, of course. But I resonated with the, the latter part of that in a sense, because as a man, a straight man, tapping into your masculine traits can make a big difference in your life. You know, you have them for a reason. And to learn to be powerful again after a long period of maybe not feeling that, well, that can be exactly what you need. I relate to that. And as I was noodling on this, I realized that we all, all of us, men, women, however you identify, we can all benefit from feeling powerful again. And in fact, maybe amidst all the different things you can do in life for yourself, maybe that's exactly what you need right now. That's feeling powerful again after feeling helpless, after being told you didn't deserve more, after disappointing yourself, or after being disappointed by others in big ways, after being frustrated for many chapters in your life. And of course, we all deserve to feel loved and we should prioritize that, but to feel powerful, maybe that might provide you with the breakthrough you need most in your life right now. 
maybe feeling powerful again is just what you need, more so even than love right now. And so I was thinking about this idea for a while this morning, and I affirmed, you know, that yes, my friend, you are strong and you are powerful, but you're also human. And as a result, you probably have forgotten how strong and how powerful you really are. And you owe it to yourself to find a way to prove it to yourself again. So this is just a quick episode on being powerful, but in a really practical sense. And I'll get to that. And really think about what the word powerful means and what it entails. Because if I were to ask 100 people to, you know, hey, describe yourself in one word, I don't think I would hear anyone uh, say that I, I'm powerful because practically life has a way of constantly reminding us of how powerless we can be at times, of how many things are out of our control, of how much and how often we are stripped of our power in our jobs, in our health, in our relationships. We are reminded on a very frequent basis, presented with evidence and memories and self doubt that says, hey, actually, you're kind of helpless, you're powerless, you're weak. And so here we are, in a sense, living with what psychologists refer to as learned helplessness. This is, we are taught by life that we will perpetually lose, that despite our best efforts, we are not equipped to overcome challenges. We feel powerless to control important aspects of our lives. And as a result, a lot of people stop trying. And there's, of course, a lot to dig into there with this idea of learned helplessness. You know, it's found frequently in people who have survived traumatic experiences or who have certain exposures in childhood and adolescence. And I'm not saying you're that person at all, but I think we can all benefit from the opposite of learned helplessness, whatever degree of that we have in our life, whether it's, you know, that the extreme degree that psychologists refer to, or it's just a sense of, man, I can't do anything. I feel stuck. We can all benefit from feeling powerful again. Again, amidst all the different mindfulness practices we can do in moments of doubt or frustration, amidst forgiveness or love or self-love, amidst all those things, maybe what you need most right now is to feel powerful again. So let's talk about this. Let's give ourselves a new direction here, a new task. That is to feel powerful again, to challenge ourselves, to show ourselves how powerful we are if we've forgotten. You, my friend, are powerful because of past experiences, the bad ones, the ones you wished didn't happen, the ones you wish you could go back and control Z them, the times you had your heart broken, the times you messed up, the times you failed miserably or publicly, the times you were so confident you would receive something in return for your commitment and your effort, but you didn't, the times you felt grief or shame, the times you allowed a sense of laziness to, to dictate what you did or didn't do. The times you let other people have the spotlight where you backed away from what you knew you deserved, right? Past moments. And in those moments, you felt weak. And the result was a sense of learned helplessness, learned powerlessness. And sure, you can't change the past. But again, consider the source of that learned experience. It was an input in life, right? It was an input. The learned helplessness comes from the input from losing a friend, losing a partner, input from a job that didn't respect you, input from the world around you. You are on the receiving end of that input, input from something likely that you couldn't control, something that where you tried, you took a step forward, you kickstarted the process, you put yourself out there, you did what you could, but you couldn't control everything that came next. But that is not weakness. And here's where we draw the line. Weakness. Weakness is only weakness. Helplessness is only helplessness. Powerlessness is only powerlessness. It's only definite when you decide that you're incapable 
of output. And this idea of learned helplessness or feeling frozen in place, it wants you to believe that. It wants you to believe that all of this input that you've received in the past, it means that you're incapable of any future output. Incapable. But once you decide to be powerful again, all of those doubts, all of that learned helplessness, well, it loses its power when you decide that you're capable of output. Feeling powerful again is reminding yourself of what you're capable of. And I know that's cheesy, of course, but it's the only way out. But let's get practical with this. Let's not just throw around words. How do we actually prove this to ourselves? Well, the only way out is to find things that you can control and control them. Prove to yourself that you are in control of them and do it. No more referring to your past. No more allowing that thing you've been told to be your North Star is your North Star. No more suffering because you're trying to control things you can't control. Find things you can control. And I was reading some of uh, Gabor Mate's work the other day. He's a renowned therapist focusing on uh, addiction and trauma and healing. And he said something really compelling that I want to read here and really pay attention to the idea of how awareness can catapult us into power once again. So he said the following, he said, the greatest damage done by neglect, trauma, or emotional loss is not the immediate pain they inflict, but the long-term distortions they induce in the way a developing child will continue to interpret the world and their situation in it. All too often, these ill-conditioned implicit beliefs become self-fulfilling prophecies in our lives. We create meaning from our unconscious interpretation of early events, and then we forge our present experiences from the meaning we've created. Unwittingly, we write the story of our future from the narratives based on the past. Mindful awareness can bring into consciousness those hidden past-based experiences so that they no longer frame our worldview. Choice begins the moment you disidentify from the mind and its conditioned patterns, the moment you become present. Until you reach that point, we're unconscious. In present awareness, we're liberated from the past. So that's a lot of language there, but the first step to regaining your power is consciousness. It's awareness. It's saying that you, me, we've been avoiding taking certain steps forward again, steps that could prove our power, but we haven't been willing to do so because of that unconscious narrative we've created about how pointless those steps would be given past disappointment, past experiences. So the first thing here is awareness, of course, but what comes next for me has been the most practical biggest breakthrough. And it's also something from Gabor. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash new mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash new mindset. 
Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. He said the following. He said, we were hurt in early relationships, which means that we're going to heal in relationships. Relationships can be grounds for healing when approached properly. And this isn't an episode about dating necessarily, but when I first read that, that we were hurt in early relationships, which means that we're going to heal in relationships. When I first read that, I was like, I don't really think that's true, right? Because for a long time, I've always thought that healing of any kind, well, that needs to be outside of the thing that hurt us, be it family or relationships or jobs or careers or whatever. Like we can't go back to the people or their circumstances and expect to find healing or closure there. We have to get away from it. We have to create space from it. And while elements of that are true, of course, giving yourself time and space, the more I've thought about this idea, the more I've realized it's true. And the more I've realized that it's the key to remind yourself of how powerful you are. I've realized that where we learned that we are helpless, that is where we'll find our power again. Where we learned, where we were taught, where we assumed that we are helpless, that is where we'll find our power again. That has been the most practical, biggest breakthrough for me. Where we learned we are helpless is where we'll find our power again. It's realizing that the instances where we tried and failed, where we loved and didn't receive love in return, where we wanted something but received nothing, from those instances, the instances that did lead us to think we're helpless, those instances, those circumstances, that is where we'll find our power again. But learned helplessness wants us to neglect that fact. It wants us to give up because of those circumstances. It wants us to say, nope, been there, done that, not for me. I have proof that it's not for me. I can't try again. I can't put myself out there again. I can't start over and give it another try. If we accept that little voice, if we accept that context as true, we'll avoid that context again. And then yes, we are actively reinforcing helplessness. So as tough as it as it is, I've found that to overcome helplessness, we have to identify where we feel helpless. Be specific. In what areas of life do you feel helpless? Dating, your job, your health. Be specific, right? You feel that everyone you ever meet uh, in your dating life disappoints you, lies to you, rejects you, overlooks you. You feel that your job only serves to drain you and make you doubt yourself. You feel that you'll never get the body you want, the status you desire. That is a helpless feeling, of course. And it came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. And again, you are 100% valid in thinking those things like the bad dates, the disappointment, the rejection, the draining job, 
the lack of achievement, the fluctuating weight, the frustration when you look in the mirror, all valid emotions. We're not running from them. But to feel powerful again, we have to be willing to put ourselves in those very same contexts again, the same exact scenarios again. We have to be willing to step step back onto that same ground and this time approach it from a place of power because we've learned in the past that we are helpless, but to put ourselves in that scenario again and to prove otherwise, that is how we prove our power. And I know that sounds oversimplified, but in a sense, this really is as simply as, as we can think about how to get our power back in life. To look that origin story in the face, that villain story, that thing that hurt you, and to put yourself right back there. Like, not in a naive way, not in a la-di-da way, not in a way to welcome pain or hurt into your life. We're, of course, bringing standards and boundaries and specifically what we learned before with us. But putting yourself in that position, again, is what allows us to be powerful because eventually the outcome will be different. And that is where we take our power back and prove it, right? So in dating, that's a willingness to try again, but this time with power, with power, what won't you accept? What won't you tolerate? What observation will you act on with no questions? And what ways won't you accept mixed signals? And what way will you affirm what you deserve this time? 2.0, what will you control and what will you accept? In the past, you likely focused on trying to control their interest in you. 2.0 is focused on the only thing that you can control, which is your interest in them, your observation of them, your intuition, and the way you carry yourself. And so that is what we're focusing on. That is where our power exists. And I hope it delivers a new outcome for you, of course. But if it doesn't, I hope you learn through the process that you can control some things and not others. And knowing the difference is how you become powerful because you're not trying to control the things you can't control further reinforcing this idea of learned helplessness. Same idea in your job, right? And like, in what ways do you feel helpless in your career if this is something that's on your heart? In what ways have you accepted that? We have to take a step back and then step onto the field and try again. What can you control and what can't you control? That is the question. Specifically in the context of the thing that when we're looking back and saying, this thing hurt me in the past, this thing taught me to give up, How can we put ourselves back in that very situation in a healthy way? Again, we're being strategic with this. We're being compassionate with this. But that's what I'll leave you with here. Just something to think about. Where we learned we are helpless is where we'll find our power again. Where we learned we are helpless is where we'll find our power again. In what ways can you step back into that place, but this time from a place of power to prove yourself that you are indeed, without a doubt, powerful. Human, but powerful. Human, but strong. So that's it. I'll leave it right there. If this episode speaks to you, be sure to check out my book. That's bold of you. It's all about taking your power back in your life with how you view yourself. And it's available on Amazon right now for 11% off. But that is it as always. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.
entire life you've been told to save. But has anyone helped you figure out how to spend? With Fidelity Income Planning, get help creating a personalized plan for cash flow, even when you're not working. One that includes your 401k and all your other accounts. Make informed decisions that best fit your life ahead, whether one-on-one or through our planning tools. Learn more at fidelity.com slash income planning. Advisory services provided by Fidelity Personal and Workplace Advisors, LLC for a fee. Brokerage services by Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.